Tired of overpaying for the little blue pill? What if you could get the exact same results for just a fraction of the price, guaranteed? Well, now you can with sildenafil, the active ingredient in the blue pill. With 20 milligram generic sildenafil tablets, you get the exact same results for less than $2 per pill, and again, the results are guaranteed. That's right, absolutely guaranteed results for a fraction of the cost of the little blue pill. So give your wallet a break and call us toll-free at 800 365 6017 to get your generic sildenafil delivered discreetly to your door. And of course, while saving hundreds of dollars, you'll also be saving time by saying goodbye to those long, embarrassing pharmacy lines once and for all. Again, just call 800-365-6017 and get your generic sildenafil with a 100% money-back guarantee. Getting your pills doesn't get any easier or cheaper than this, so call 800-365-6017 now. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. All I know is sitting here in my third hour, I love being with everybody out there listening. I love you listening to us. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you. Mississippi's big. Uh, they're, they're following us uh, on a... I have to look up what the name of the radio station is that's following us in Mississippi. But this is what I'm talking about right now. Listen to this. I gotta say this. I've been staring outside at this beautiful day with the trees have flowers on them. And I'm sitting here looking at Todd and Cal for three hours makes me a little depressed. I'm okay with Denise. Hey. But the two of you, I'm depressed because I should be sitting outside in the sun doing this show. And it, there's, we've got to figure a way to transport our studio outside and we can sit there and do our broadcast from outside in the beautiful weather. Wouldn't that be better? I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like Fred might have had access to the pleadings in my divorce from 10 years ago. I probably <laughs> did. That, that sounded like a, a direct quote of things that were said about me. I see him all day and I'm depressed. That's exactly right. <laughs> my wife just came into the studio and said the very same thing. I can relate to what Fred's going through. Well, oh, oh, my gosh, it's beautiful. But you're here at, eight, at Radio Law Talk. 855-LAW-RADIO is our phone number. Again, 855-LAW-RADIO. Denise, you always tell us what the exact phone number is. What's the number? 855-529-7234. Give us a call if you want to talk to us about anything. We're going to have another case or no case. Uh, remember, this is the most exciting, entertaining, and sometimes informative case, uh, show on earth. Uh, just remember that this hour, third hour, you're going to get quick takes, which is the best part of all three hours of our show because Denise and I and Todd just leave you with a quick take because we know one thing. Statistically, I've heard this before, especially younger kids, seven minutes is all that you've got that they're going to remember, seven minutes. But our quick takes, you'll remember that when you go home, tell your family, and Todd's got a good one, Denise has already got a good one, and you guys, I'm going to throw you a loop in my quick take at the very end. But before we do that, Cal, everybody loves one thing and one thing only about our show, and that is... Now it's time to play Case or No Case. Yay! All right, so now I'm going to take you to 
Sin City, America, Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, was that Sin City? This was uh, several years ago. Well, it's either that or uh, or Sacramento, California, depending oh. where. But anyway. I thought that was Los Angeles. Yeah, now to Las Vegas where a Buster Brown shoe store had oh. a problem. They could not find people who could properly fit shoes. So the new store manager, a kid they just hired, said, hey, what about that old machine we have laying in the back back there? It was an old foot x-ray machine. You put it in the, it puts your foot in there and it takes a live x-ray shot of your foot. It's like a fluoroscope machine, only it was x-ray. It not only guaranteed a precision fit, but revealed any foot problems that you might have had. Well, Cynthia Riley took in little Eddie Riley, and yes, his shoes did fit perfectly. <coughs> but she did not like the idea of x-rays as a means of fitting shoes. So what did she do? She called the police. The police! And they responded. So I ask you, Ms. Dirks, case or no case? <laughs> Gosh, this reminds me of another one where they call the police for a really stupid reason. And then they get fined for making a false police report. That was in a beauty shop. Yes, I remember that one. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Denise, he tricked us the first two times, didn't he? Yeah. And called I'm the police. I'm a somewhat devious man when it comes to being trickery. So, is in this case, did she sue? Are you asking us to, if she I'm sued if or if she, she called the she police? I'm asking if she I'm asking did would that would have been, a, had the police come and charged the store manager with something, it would have been a case, right? A legal case. Just, He's I mean, a, a case. criminal case, right? Well, Ta what's, a, what's the crime? You used to see the look that Todd's I know. <laughs> I, I don't see the crime. Did, okay. she, did, they, did they actually x-ray her son's feet? Yes. Yes, because they said, we, we we just can't get it right unless we can do that. We've got this cool machine. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. No case. All right. Mr. Penny, what say you? It is so off the wall, it has to be a case. Okay. I'm going to say it's a case, and the foot lady wins because they are, uh, that's, that's kind of a, uh, I have no idea why. The foot lady wins. Mr. Cunin, case or no case? I am going to say... Don't follow me, you'll lose. No, I am actually going to agree with Denise. I'm going to say no case because I think, Cal, you are trying to test your abilities at deception to see if you can get the trifecta, <laughs> and it's not going to happen. Twice in one day. And no I case. came so close. I came so close. For those of you who say this was a case, Mr. Fred, oh, I'm so sorry. Should never do that to the boss, should I? This was not a case because the reason, the, and I'm sorry, the reason this came up this I'm way. Sound sorry. effect not work. I, I'll do it for you. <laughs> Thank you. Cal's yeah. trying to press the button. He's over there like, press the yeah. button, press the button. It it's not working. And the reason this came up this way is because these were actually quite common at one time. These x-ray foot machines were very, very common. However, somebody finally looked at them and said, you know, that could present a danger. And so... <laughs> he found in, the button. In, Wait, was it buffering there for yes, a while? Yes, yes. No, so in Nevada specifically, in Nevada specifically, the legislature passed a law that said no foot x-ray machines. So I just made up the whole thing. And so it is no case. Uh, and three made-ups in a row. I'm sorry, I know. Uh, uh, three made-ups in a row. Sometimes finding oh. good ones is difficult. Oh, so I'm going to be paying for dinner again. Congratulations. Denise, Denise, by the way, has four points right now. Todd has four. Fred uh -huh. has two. I have eight. Oh. Nope. 
You got four. From got oh, four, from six today. Yeah, we we started a new one at the end of last week, in the middle of last week. So you yeah. got you got two points last week. Fred got two. Todd got none. Todd got four today. Denise got two today. I and got Fred four. got none today. I'm sorry. We can talk about that one. later. We'll talk about that later. I got the first one. Yeah, first people hour. don't care about that right now. But th we are taking Todd to dinner this weekend. We will tweet out. this. Fr is it, it's this Friday, Denise, or yes, next Friday? I think it's this, Friday? this Friday. This coming Friday. This coming Friday. Just so you know, watch mm. Radio Law Talk Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. We're going to be tweeting out and uh, taking pictures of us having Todd eat a wonderful steak. And our food, of course. That's the and pictures food. of the food. Everyone, why people still do that is beyond me. Yes. Look, I got a taco. Okay, yes. good for you. All right. That's <laughs> it. And we'll probably have to yelp it, probably, huh? We, maybe we can yelp I'm it out. sure we yelp! will. <laughs> All right, listen, I've watched this on, I believe it was 2020, Nightline's done oh, it, yes. everything's done this. Okay, let me just lay the stage out for those of you who have not followed this. Lay it out for us, Fred. There is a, a lady by the name of Lori Vallow. Lori Vallow. Okay, and, yeah, there, that's perfect. And okay. she's now currently married to another individual, and I, what's his name again? Um... Uh, she's married to an individual that this guy, uh, this, I can't, I can't remember his name. I'll find it. This individual is one of those doomsdayers, the Chad Daybell. Doomsday. Chad, Chad Daybell. Okay. Oh so you got oh Chad boy. Daybell and, and Lori Vallow. Now, both of them are married. They're living. To uh, each other. Okay. Right now, they're married to each other. No, no, no. You're, you're starting the timeline. I'm starting right? the timeline. Okay. Let him start the timeline. Okay. This let's, is amazing. Let's go back. They're both married to separate spouses. Let's start with Chad. Married with five children, uh, follows a certain religion, is known in the community as a normal, average Joe. But then he starts getting into the doomsday stuff. Appearance and he starts, deceiving. yeah, starts writing these doomsday uh, books and say, thinking that Jesus is coming July 2020, apparently. And they've got to gather 144,000 people for when Jesus comes in July 2020. I think it's I'm coming in July 2020 to this area. I think that's what you got mixed up. I think I've got a date. Maybe that's there. when we get a radio, radio law, talk law station talk. there. So, <laughs> yes. I'm, I, I'm trying to get to this, and I'm going to talk about it when we come back, but let me get it in as much as possible. Okay, picture that. Now, Lori Vallow's married, and she's got a couple of kids, and we're going to talk about that when we come back. So picture this. It's another timeline. They're each married, and uh, Lori lives in Phoenix, Arizona, and he lives in Idaho, the, the Chad Daybell. We'll be back. Yeah, this is uh, one of those more interesting cases that you hear about on Radio Law Talk, and it will continue right after this, right here. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. 
This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. I'm going to quick quack car wash, get my car washed, make it quick quack, pretty shiny, sexy, just because I want to don't drive dirty, going to get my car suds at the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far, we're talking three skinny minutes, sitting right in your car, wash a hundred feet of cloth, washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack, will spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy, you'll be glad you was at the quick quack. Car wash, get on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car, get in your truck, get on the road, come visit the duck at the quick quack car wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. All right, guys, we need to have you read some lines for our disclaimer promo. But first, can anybody tell me what a disclaimer is? All right, then. Well, uh, Denise, you go ahead. Non uti consilius me oriere por questus purpurium juris consult. Latin, that's a nice touch. Thank you, Denise. Next time we'll try it in English if that's okay. Fred, how about you? Cal, I don't want to read all this. Can we just tell the people that we're discussing general legal issues and they should hire their own attorney instead of relying on what we have to say here? Well, we could, I guess. Uh, uh, Chris? I'm not going to be there anyway. Why have me do it? Let's, Let's have, have Todd, Todd do it. it. Me? Read disclaimers? Why, I couldn't. <coughs> the information you hear on Radio Law Talk is general. The preceding promo was for entertainment purposes only. And if you want true legal advice, contact your own lawyer. Just a tip from your friends at Radio Law Talk. Be sure to read our disclaimers on RadioLawTalk.com as well. Is this real life? Is this real life? You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. A motorcycle? When your father finds out, he's going to flip his shoes with two buckles. I love Windows. I officially love Windows. It's one of the finest operating systems known to man. Yeah, that's, <sighs> okay. that's okay, Cal. You're doing okay. I don't want them to sponsor our show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Lori Vallow. Okay, we've already laid out. Uh, Lori Vallow's married, um, and she's married to Charles Vallow, and then Chad Daybell's married to Tammy uh, Daybell. Okay? Yes. And, and, and Charles and Lori Vallow live in Arizona, and uh, Chad Daybell and his wife Tammy live in Idaho. Yes. And Chad's a doomsdayer guy writing all these books, and uh, 
Lori follows him and, and likes who what apparently his books and Lori according to divorce documents when uh, uh, had noted down that uh, she's kind of one of those doomsday and believes that God assigns out to carry the work of hundreds that she's she's supposed to carry out 144,000 people for Christ's second coming in July okay now we can go in details but follow me now okay. So what happens in Arizona is Lori Vallow's husband supposedly gets in an, an argument with her brother, whose name is Alexander Cox, and he shoots him and kills him. Okay? He, he Cox, Cox, shoots the shoots, husband. The yes. brother shoots the husband and kills him. Yes. And they, they found basically it's found out it's self-defense. Nothing happens. Alexander Cox goes on his way, and then uh, and at the same time, Lori Vallow still has these two children. Okay. Now, during this time period also, uh, Alexander Cox somehow dies, and her brother dies. This is all happening you know, near the same time period. And then Lori Vallows, who follows this Chad Daybell, who's married to Tammy Daybell, Tammy Daybell dies, the wife in Idaho. Within two weeks after the death of Tammy Daybell, that's Lori's new husband, uh, they get married within two weeks. And then s- approximately September 2019 is the last time that Lori's children are seen. And that is the seven-year-old Joshua J.J. Vallow and her 17-year-old daughter, Tylee Ryan. And they haven't been seen since September. Okay, follow me now. This is what you have to follow. So what happens is they took the A get married. And by the way, uh, Chad had a life insurance policy that he got a bunch of money on. And has some money. On his wife, his former wife's. Right. Her dece- his deceased right. wife's life. Right. And what happens is they bury her. It's accidental. There's no issue. And and now they're, by the way, they're exhuming her because now they're, this is getting. But he did uh, refuse an order for the autopsy before they buried her. So then they buried her. So right. That was interesting. I got it. I got it. So, we, so we're following through. Now what happens next is they can't find the children. Right. FYI. Side note. This is. This is Lori Vallow's fifth marriage, by yes. the way. And um, so there's an order that people, the grandparents who are uh, of, of these children. The paternal are, grandparents. The paternal grandparents are saying, look, where are our grandkids? Long story short, there's an order by a judge in, uh, in uh, Arizona. I think the order was in Idaho. Idaho to produce, to, produce, the, produce kids. the kids. That's Re- right. Rexburg, I, Rexburg, Idaho. Yeah, produce the kids by such and such date. Lori never showed up with the kids. They're in, they're in Hawaii, by the way, Chad and Lori. Okay? So now the kids are missing. Everybody's dead around them. These are all allegations, by the way. And, and nobody can find the kids. So the latest is Lori Vallow, this past week, has been arrested on in what? Maui. In Maui, and is tr- they're trying to extradite her back to Idaho because she failed what, Todd? This is a criminal this, issue. This is, she, it, she's being held in contempt. No, no, this is actually... She is being held uh, in contempt of court because she didn't show up on the date appointed to provide proof of the kids. And stop. So I, I'm wrong. I meant to point you to these. She's a family law attorney. What is it? This is, a, this is an issue a judge can have an order if they feel there's something going on with the children, right? That's right. And because they had ordered the return of the children and she did not follow that order, then she is in contempt of that order and in contempt of court, potentially. Um, however, the odd part about this is once she's arrested, she is placed on a $5 million bond. 
and that's excessive. I mean, that's, that is an amount that is just absolutely unheard of. Mo- mostly these bonds are like 2000 to $20,000. And why do you think, Denise? I know why. I think, but go because ahead. Because her husband, Mr. Daybill, has money in the bank, $152,000 in the bank. And because when she was uh, in front of the, the previous court in Idaho, she very next day after she knows of this order, she leaves that jurisdiction. So she's already looking like she's not going to honor orders. She's a flight anyway. risk. She's definitely a flight risk. Okay, Cal, you said Okay, something. a couple of quick things. Uh, number one is in Idaho, there is not a sh- produce the children law. In other words, if, uh, I just talked to a friend of mine who's been covering this story like crazy back there. If the yeah, he knows the actual news anchor right. that's, that's handling yeah, this story. Right, Carol Honus is her name. If police show up and they say, we need to see your kids, I don't have to. Now, if the court orders, that's a different story. That's a contempt right. of court issue, but there's not an order. Secondly, um, after this, another bizarre twist. When her husband died, the one we were talking about, right. she texted her children. She didn't call them. She didn't tell them about their fu- and nothing. She texted them. Oh, by the way, everything's going okay here. By the way, your dad's dead. I mean, it was the strangest And thing. not only strange, yeah. but I saw, I watched the news footage of her when she showed up. They said, your husband's dead. Her brother's sitting out there on the curb, sitting yeah. there on the curb. And he says, your husband dead. She's smiling and, and laughing and kind very of just strange thing. very yeah. strange, yeah. Yeah. odd, yeah. you know, uh, things. Go ahead. Now, on that issue that Cal just raised about the, the law enforcement can't, but the court can order. I think that's my point. Exactly. Yes. There's and no, so, yeah, so right, the... Right. The issue here was she was supposed to show up on January 30th, 2020, pursuant to a court order. The court had ordered her to show up to produce, and it's because she did not appear on January 30th that then there was the contempt of court issue, right. and they found her, what, about a week, two weeks later in Hawaii. Well, and not only that, she said she was claiming, oh, no, the, the kids are here, the kids are there. And, ca- and they're calling those people, and they go, no, we haven't seen the kids. Now, here's something, another interesting thing. They went thing. to Grandma's house, or right, yeah. whatever. Yeah, right, or whoever's right, house. Right. Here's the most interesting thing. They then, someone calls up one of the reporters from Idaho and says, come look at the video footage of the storage locker that Lori Vallow has, and it shows her pulling out these huge totes that they can barely even lift. I know this sounds really bad. It was not just her. It was her brother and brother her husband. Brother and too. her husband and the new husband. Yes. And these these totes are mad. And you can tell they're struggling to lift these totes from the storage locker into different cars. They're loading them. Uh, interesting. It is fascinating. And so that's what's going on. The latest is about her being extradited and the bond uh, uh, and we're gonna talk. We're gonna follow this. I want to end it here. We're gonna follow this next week and see what's going on. This is an interesting case. Read up on it. We'll be back. Yep. There's much more radio lot talk coming up. A lot of fascinating cases to discuss. So don't go away. We'll be back. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. 
Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more, call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel steel quality all at a price you can afford so don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great 800-617-9312 800-617-9312 that's 800-617-9312 if you're trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs listen to me you don't know me and we'll never meet I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-296-1252. At TicketChocolate.com. That is Armadillo. This is Radio Law Talk. And now, back to the show. So from one bizarre one to another, another case that we've been following is a case out of Utah. Uh, This is, don't forget, a while back, the 10th Circuit Court of Appeals, which covers Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, uh, there was a case in Colorado where... um, uh, an ordinance for a city said that men can have their shirt off, but women can't, basically. And the 10th Circuit Court of Appeals, I'm just being a, this is a general overview, said that was unconstitutional and that is discriminatory to women not being able to take their top off. So ever since that, there's been these kind of test cases going out. And one is this Utah woman who uh, was in her, and she, you know, she's the one that knew about this, was in her garage. Uh, putting up some drywall with her husband, and uh, she decided it was hot, and they're getting dirty, and the husband took his shirt off. She took her shirt off. And the, the issue here, the biggest issue is her stepchildren walk in. She was, when Fred says she was getting dirty, they were physically <laughs> dirty. <laughs> they, metaphorically they, they, speaking. It, yeah. not, not in a metaphorical yeah, sense. Yeah. There was actual dirt and grime. They were doing stuff. construction. Oh, how, did, how, how did you know that's what I meant? Insulation well, I, and drywall. No, okay. I, wasn't, I didn't mean that. I'm just saying that's her claim. Oh, that's what you're claiming. Oh, well, I that, was no, that's her claim oh. because because oh. if she meant the other, then her goose is cooked. So yeah, okay. she meant no. it, it. It was becoming a um, <laughs> sanitary. Well, go on. Cal. Yes. So next, as I was saying, um, so guess what, little Joey or I don't know the name of the kids. They're one's nine and one's thirteen. 
they go home to, oh, it's time to go over to the other mommy. I, um, I just saw a stepmommy um, topless. I, I think real mommy came to pick up the kids and saw this. I think that's what I happened. I don't know. No, I don't no. know if they told the her. Told her. Told her. No, I think oh, the kids oh, told oh, her. My understanding okay. is the kids told her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so what happens is obviously when there's a divorce situation, there's arguments all the time about the kids. And Acrimony. What's, yeah. So, so what happens is she tells the police and, and they start prosecuting and she argues the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals issue, and, then, and and she loses on that with this local judge. So the question is, what's going to happen here? They truly believe, at least her lawyer says, look, what, what does her lawyer say to, to her? What advice does he give her? Um, he gives her advice to plead because um, guilty he, to showing her, her uh, breast to her husband um, because then she won't have to registers a child sex offender. That was the issue, because if she's found guilty, she'll be uh, a child sex offender. Now, here's the here's the issue, and I don't want to come to you, Todd. Mm-hmm. The issue is, people say, well, why can't she walk around? And it depends on how you you spin this. Because, oh, why can't she walk around her house topless with, a, with her husband, and it's her husband, like you said, the word husband. No, it's because there's children involved, and if there wasn't children involved, it may be a different story, and that's where it comes in, right, Todd? And, and look, there's this thing called equal protection under the law, right? Which is everybody everybody who is similarly situated needs to be treated the same way. So the question I have is, let's say when the kids are over at bio mom, like biological mother's house, are they saying that if bio mom gets out of the shower and any of the kids are there, that she would be in violation of the law if the kids saw her uh, bare-chested? It, it, if, because if the law is that that is a violation of the law, all right? Then I would say there's a high likelihood that nearly every parent is guilty, because every mother is guilty because that's happened. So what are you doing? Are you now drawing distinction between saying, well, bio moms can, but step moms can't, and that's where the equal protection issue comes in. I think this is ridiculous, but I want to point out that what she really got was diversion, okay? Because under a diversion sentence, you plead, but you're not sentenced. That's what's being diverted is the sentence. And on this, if she has no violations of law for one year, yep. when she comes back, the case will be dropped. And that is what she got. She's just like, look, I don't want to fight this. Because yeah. otherwise she's going to have to take it all g- the way. Given, given the penalty, even if there was, let's say there was an 85% chance she would win at trial, but a 15% chance that she wouldn't. And she would be put down and as she, a... And she would be put down. My question to you is, if you were walking along the side of a cliff and the drop was 1,000 feet to your death, but there was only a 15% chance that you would fall, would you still walk along the cliff? I wouldn't. Yeah, because she she doesn't want to be uh, a registered sex offender. That's the big issue. Exactly. Why take that risk if after a year the whole thing? And Cal wants to comment about why he got arrested. Her lawyer encouraged her. He said, "I was hoping that she would take this all the way through the appeal." He he said, "I was hoping she would do that," but she took the the path of, of greater prudence to avoid the risk, as Todd pointed out. But he said he was hoping that. I think there was another she, issue. She had to, too, because think about this. If she's convicted of a crime and she's on a, on, on a sex registry, what is that going to do to her stepchildren? Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, you, you virtually she will yeah. not be able to have a relationship with her stepchildren. It perhaps could even end True. her marriage. True. And, and let's remember this, that the Constitution does not 
criminal justice, criminal law, that does not mean and protect the innocent from being wrongfully convicted. All that is guaranteed is that you will have due process, okay? If this gets before a jury and they don't like it, they could have convicted. Yeah. So this was the best thing for her moving forward. Here's the most important thing. This is not going to end here. Nope. We're going to see more of this coming up because of the 10th Circuit Court of Appeals. And there's going to be someone that's going to say, I'm going to take this all the way to the Supreme Court and go ahead and put me in jail. Um, and it's going to be someone that's going to go topless out in the public and say, look, my husband's topless. I'm topless with him type of thing. It, it's. I think this is not the end. And I'll tell you what, the, the biological mom had better hope that none of those kids ever see her without her top on in the home because that claim will be made and what's good for the goose is good for the gander and it'll be back on. I think it's a great point, but I, I also think there's a, a critical issue in, in that argument that we should probably think about, and that is, does intent fall into this at all? Yeah. I mean, if some child opens up the bathroom when mom's stepping out of the shower. No, that's, yeah, that's, uh, I That's agree. what I'm saying. I, agree. I would yeah. think that intent would have to enter into that, would it not? It, it normally no. it would, and in, no. other, in other jurisdictions it does in the sense that, for example, in the jurisdiction I practice in, uh, the indecent exposure is indecent exposure if it's done for the purpose of arousing either yourself or the person you're exposing yourself right. to. So there's an intent element here. In Utah... The cats are involved cats? No, too. no, it's got to be human. Oh, okay. So in okay. Utah, though, the mm -hmm. law read that it is such if there are other people there that can view it and view it as an affront. Or, it was or a front or have alarm. Alarm or a front. So yeah. it's not viewed from the perspective of the person that was exposing themselves. It's viewed from the perspective Let of the person you. who saw it. Let me tell you right now, I've seen a lot of guys with their shirts off that's alarmed me, too. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm telling <laughs> you. No, the big, one is, the big one is guys wearing Speedos. That's oh, that's, ought to be a There's violation. some alarming stuff those men are wearing out there. <laughs> yes. I've been to water parks before, and it's like, oh, my gosh. I've been uh, Alarm bells going off left and right. It was obviously the front. Oh, well, oh, I'm sorry. It on. was too easy, but I had to go there. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I'm so sorry. anyway, but we're, we're going to follow. You, you're saying it was a, <laughs> yeah. a front well, of the stepmother? Yeah. I mean, obviously, right? Yeah. So of course as opposed a to a back yes, of the stepmother. Exactly. <laughs> the jokes are getting worse the yeah, third I, hour. I, I'm I'm I just want everybody to know I have um, contracted my bad joke duties out to Cal. Thank He's you for, today. for me yeah. today. I was going to tell you about a, a story that I grew up in the 60s. Don't forget, I was born in the 60s. And guess what? The 60s, Cal, you were around that time period. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, oh, my gosh, there's a lot of issues about not wearing clothes in the 60s. And I still remember my good friend, his mom had no problem traipsing around the house without clothes. I, I, I remember that. I will. Ne it's ingrained in my mind. I was born Did it cost you an affront or an alarm? Um, I don't remember that far back, but it, I'm not quite sure what it caused. I, I was born in the 60s. <laughs> I turned out up, okay. <laughs> growing up in the 70s, I had a friend whose mom was the exact same way, and it was like, uh, hmm, yeah, I gotta be got to be careful when you stop by that house in the morning on your way to school. <laughs> I, you I, might... I will never forget such and such. Can you come play to my house? I was, we're probably six, mm. seven years old. He's like, hold on. He goes, and I follow him into the mom's room, and. And he, he walks right on in on her. He's like, hey, mom. And she's like, what? And I'm like, oh, I better walk out. You know, it's just, it just it depends on the era, you know. And now <laughs> I think it's going to come all the way back to the 60s, Cal. 
The I, 60s I, are coming back. I think back. you're right. I think go look at the Woodstock. old pictures from Woodstock. Everybody from go. Woodstock, it's <laughs> going to happen again. Hey, we've got what in Nevada? What do we have in Nevada? We've got Burning Man. Burning Man, oh, yeah. Woodstock. No, it's, it Coachella is the upper end one. And how do, we, how do we now <laughs> balance that with the Me Too movement? I'm not quite sure, but right. if it's talking about lawsuits, we're here and it keeps us in business. We're going to talk about judge denying something that Hunter Biden's asking for. Then we're going to talk about Vanessa Bryant's lawsuit. Uh, I got to talk briefly about that. That's up my uh, little uh, road. And then when we, we'll do the quick takes when we come back. You stay here. You will not want to miss even a second of what's left of Radio Law Talk on this station and, of course, streaming every Saturday, 9 to noon at radiolawtalk.com. We'll be back. Don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing, space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. 800-617-9312. That's 800-617-9312. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast, 800-814-5108, 800-814-5108, 800-814-5108. That's 800-814-5108. At TicketChocolate.com, we believe that simplicity is best. We also know that chocolate is one of life's finest things that can help you savor your greatest moments. Late night visits with old friends, overdue romantic moments, and quiet mornings all to yourself. See their wide variety, like hot chocolate sticks or creamy marshmallows, and a lot more at TicketChocolate.com. They remind busy people like you to take time for the pleasure small things can give. TicketChocolate.com, where simplicity is best. 
Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call, one 800 6 Peekaboo. Peekaboo, smile. Smile, buddy. Come on, smile. Oh, honey, he's still not smiling. Maybe he's not a smiler. <sighs> yeah, maybe he's just not a happy baby. Maybe he's just being a boy. You know how boys are. Or maybe he's teething. Oh, poor baby, I think his gums hurt. Maybe he's just tired. Or maybe his tummy hurts. He didn't eat that much. Maybe he's not ticklish. You think maybe he's scared of the dog? Maybe he'll outgrow it. Maybe it's a phase. Maybe he just doesn't like smiling. Maybe he has autism, and we can definitely do something to help. Maybe is all you need to find out more about autism. No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at autismspeaks.org signs, or see a doctor today for an autism screening. The sooner it's diagnosed, the better and it can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Todd has kitty on that stone. This is Radio Law Talk. And now, back to the show. Man, this thing just flies by. We're already on our last segment, but an Arkansas judge has ordered Hunter Biden to show up on March... 11th or March thir- March 11th through 13th for his deposition in a paternity case. We've we've covered this here on Radio Law Talk. Hunter Biden apparently finally copped up to, uh, I believe she was a dancer that uh, had a child and it's his child, and um, he has a deposition set for uh, March 13th uh, or March 11th, one of the two dates, and he said, "Oh, I'm just busy because of." All the stuff that's going on with Daddy and the and and all the campaigning and and the judge said uh, no and the judge said quote here's the thing this is what judges ask what's the reason why you can't show up and basically the judge even said and by the way you're not employed I know that why can't you show up and oh well I've I've got, you know I've got campaigning I can do it after the campaigning the judge says quote. You need to make yourself available unless your hair is on fire. I love that <laughs> quote from the judge. So Hunter Biden's showing up in Arkansas on March 11th. To, they're going to take his deposition. And why is that so critical for the Biden campaign? Well, there's – for the Biden campaign. No, I just uh, – you don't want your son deposed and well, going through all that. Who knows what's going to pop up? You don't know if anything's going to well, pop up. Well, maybe think, maybe nothing will. I think but, Hunter doesn't want to embarrass his father, That's too. exactly right. I'm not sure right. that it's, it has mu- that much to do with the Biden campaign. And it's I agree. But what I'm saying, Denise, is <clears throat> you don't know what's going to pop up. That's the whole point. It's an unknown. And I, probably nothing. But – Let's wait till after the, you know, but the vote. Denise, let saying. me ask you. So on this case here with Biden, the DNA results have already come back. He's already now said, based upon all that, I admit that I am the biological father of that child. Is it is it correct that the purpose of this deposition really would be to talk about, okay, what are my assets? What are my resources? What am I doing to address support going forward? Because my guess is they probably got a bunch of things saying, oh, I don't make any money. How can I afford to do support? And they want to bring him in to talk about 
no, we, we got to talk about how much money you make because now we have to address your financial obligations for this child. And that would be the one of the big reasons for this deposition, right? Well, there were two issues raised, custody mm -hmm. and child support. Okay. And the, the court initially said no visitation. So now they, the court pulled that back, so potentially visitation. So he's going to be deposed probably on all three of those issues. Um, most likely most of it's going to be trying to get to his wealth and find out how much he has anywhere in him to help support the child. The interesting thing is that Biden and, and the mom here had entered into a temporary support order already. Wow. So they've already entered into a temporary support order, which was not the amount That's was the not revealed. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, By the way, you know how much he's worth, Denise? I looked at it. This is a good source. I have no idea. He's only, they said he's only worth two million dollars. I mean, it sounds like a lot of money. That's not a lot of money. his his net worth is two million dollars. They're saying. What and, were and the I, checks from the Ukraine late? I mean, yeah, where, I where's know, the I money? Know. Well, I think that <laughs> might be a concern. Is if you're yeah. talking about finances, exactly. Yeah. You know, and you're sitting in there in a deposition talking about finances, you can begin to see how. Well, maybe they start talking about what I was doing and where I and was making you my have money, money in and other they countries. don't want to talk about it. Yeah, so. you have yeah. money in well, other countries. And it, it, that probably would be beyond the scope of the discovery in terms of certain things he could claim privileges to or claim his, his First Amendment right to or Unless, that Fifth Amendment right to or whatever. Unless it's what Fred just said, which is compensation he received that still exists in somewhere offshore else. accounts somewhere else. No, not necessarily I, I totally States, agree so, with that. All yeah. of that's open. And yeah. two back his back two years worth of financial information is absolutely relevant. Yeah. So we're going to um, follow this. We're going to follow yeah. this and see what happens. Kobe Bryant's wife, Vanessa, brought the lawsuit in the helicopter against Island Express Helicopters. Uh, and, and i got to tell you something interesting. Did you know that I fly in? I fly in sometimes on, uh, on, on private planes, and I fly into the same place where Kobe flies out of, that airport. In fact, uh, my uh, one of my attorneys was there last week and flew into that airport. Um, and uh, the, 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 he actually talked to some of the, you know who knows everything? Are the guys, they're usually young guys or gals on the tarmac that take care of these private planes coming in and out. And they know, they're, they know, they're like the hairdresser. They know who's coming in, what's going on. And, and Kobe, that's where he would come in and out of is this same airport that even I fly in and out of yeah. sometimes. But but they're suing on a couple things. Number one, at the time this helicopter flew, um, all other companies, tour companies were grounded, law enforcement was ground, grounded, and the pilot asked for a special request to go out when everything everyone else was grounded. My question is, was that the pilot or was that someone pushing him? I don't know what the situation is. I don't want to know. Also, what's interesting is she's not just suing the island helicopter company. She's suing the pilot's um, family and basically his heirs. So I, he might have had a, a life insurance policy that, that his family's getting, and they're suing for that. Let me tell you, without getting into all the details of this, because uh, I'm actually involved in another helicopter case right now, uh, the issue is going to be money, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. Whoa, there's going to be a lot of money here. There's a lot of people that died and passed away, and, and there's just not going to be, I don't care how much money it is, Kobe Bryant's worth so much, and his value, it goes to his value of him bringing money into the family for till he's, what, 80 years old or whatever the, the table is. So my question is, in the lawsuit, it was started by Vanessa Bryant. Do we know if the families of the other victim have joined as other victims have joined as plaintiffs? The answer is it like doesn't it. say yet, yeah. but they, they will join as plaintiffs also, but probably not with the same law firm.
because because my, my thought here is I think somebody might be looking at Vanessa Bryant saying, good heavens, Kobe Bryant had a ton of money and, you know, y really, you're going to go after the pilot's life insurance because you need to supplement. And my thought here is, well, Kobe Bryant's estate might have had a lot of money, but not the basketball coach for his kid's team that oh, was yeah. also there right, or right. the other kid who was a parent of another. Those right. people don't have no, all of that. No, they're not going to And what so about Kobe's insurance? Would we not have insurance? I, I don't know. We don't know what he has. Uh, he probably did have a life insurance policy that he probably yeah. – uh, But well, sometimes what, – what happens if it comes out that Kobe insisted that they go because he was going to be late to coaching his daughter's team and he purposely used um, helicopters so he didn't have to fight the traffic and all of that. I mean, what happens if if Kobe insisted on We, we don't want to say that because we don't I know don't, that, I'm but just, we're just saying it, what I'm happens. Saying this question, is like a yeah. hypothetical. That's what they probably argue is yeah. is the defense might argue that, but I guess who's who's around to, to testify that? I guess the people at the airport. Maybe, it, right? You know, yeah. and, and, and then another issue of, well, even if he did insist on that, I don't think he insisted that the pilot travel at nearly 200 miles an hour. Yeah, and, 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 and so there's all these Yeah, and the pilot has ultimate say. Pilot's yeah, last Kobe. line of defense yeah. on safety That's matters. That's exactly yeah. right. It's right, not right. Kobe. Mm -hmm. Hey, you take me for sure. Pilot's like, ain't no, this thing ain't flying, you know? Yeah. It's the pilot, and, and, and apparently he had some other issues that pilot uh, with safety issues in the past so let's i think the airplane or the helicopter had certification issues too right? well i there's a, there, I, I can the talk line. an hour the about line it. did the yeah. line the company yeah. did the, the yeah. thing yeah. is yeah. it's just know. starting and i expect yeah. there will be a lot of developments that we will cover that we will cover okay yeah. and then there's one quick thing we want to do before we do quick takes denise tell us about this other issue about you and todd have talked about uh what can the police get your cell phone uh to find out information if there's been anything uh, and and the criminal? answer is it depends. Right. I mean, it's a typical answer. We got one minute. I mean, the thing that? is, yes, they can if they can show to a judge that they have probable cause that that cell phone was used in the commission of a crime, normally a felony. And if a judge signs off on a search warrant, then they issue the warrant to the uh, data provider to yeah. get the information there. They can come to your house and take your actual phone if the court issues a warrant. But you always have Fourth Amendment protections. It, they can't just if say it's they, they can't just say that they. They want it because they want it. And if your phone is password protected or biometrically protected right now, they can come and get the phone, but they cannot force you to give them the password because that's still protected under the Fifth Amendment. You have the right to remain silent. But, but the ways they're trying to get around it is they're going to the Verizons or yes. whatever to, to subpoena it that way yeah. and get it that way because it's a third party. Or the cloud. Or the yes, cloud. if well, they can know, do that, but th it's still... Th Probable cause. Hey, that's we could, yeah, we, we got to talk about the splitting. That's Very right. interesting, yes. but not as interesting as Quick Takes and Denise. I think we're going to start off with you, I believe. I think so. Okay. All right. Imagine this, you guys. I'm in Utah, and I'm going to seduce my husband. Uh -oh. And I take off my shirt. Oh, no. And I cause him a front and alarm. What? I could go to jail. Yeah. Oh, my heavens. Looks I didn't know that one was coming. Yeah. He'd have Todd. to turn you in, Richie. All probably. Right. They wouldn't, yes. <laughs> Whether the Hot Pocket heiress is actually guilty or not, I know this. If your family acquired its fortune by developing a product that could simultaneously cause third-degree burns and frostbite in the same meal, you deserve five-month sentence. Ooh. <laughs> well, My turn. All I got to say is, could someone, we don't, we don't like, we're not saying do a lawsuit, could someone do something illegal or legal with The Bachelor so I can talk about it? I just want to <laughs> talk about The Bachelor. I don't think Peter's taking anyone that's left. I just want to talk about The Bachelor. We'll see you next week. <laughs>
You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. Jordan, and he's a healthy guy. He's a dad of six, and he works as a guide in Alaska. But then he goes to the doctor, and he's diagnosed with cancer, stage four. And here's the thing. He had switched from medical insurance to MediShare, which is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. So the question for Jordan and his wife, Jenny, was, is this really going to work? Our medical bills exceeded $160,000. MediShare members shared all our bills. And it was about more than just the money, too. This is a real community. MediShare is, is a family, a group of people that stick with you through the hardest times of your life. I just don't know how I could have done it without MediShare. It's so worth looking into. There's a reason this is growing so fast. If you want to find out more, here's a number for you. 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE.